Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. As much as I'm going to give a thumbs up to Tennessee and a thumbs down to Dallas, which how do you do anything else? I, we cannot forget neither of these teams can be elite because they don't have a great offense. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 You heard it. I'm RJ live coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. We've got an action-packed hour this Tuesday for you, Steve Fezzik, AWOL. He was so beat up in our debate about the Cowboys D. He said he was, uh, he had to take a day off. Now, family commitment back tomorrow, but here's the beauty. The beauty is we get to beat up on him without him even being able to fight back. Brad, that's fun, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it, and not only Brad Powers, one of the pros that know, we got college specialist. Ken Thompson. We're going to talk a lot of college football, including the bottom of the hour. We're going to tell you the mistake the playoff committee should avoid in their rankings, but they probably won't. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. Here's my personal promise. We will deliver the Vegas truth to you, but you can't have the pros without the Joes. He's my favorite Jonas Knox. Uh, always good to be here, RJ, as we come to you live here on Straight Out of Vegas from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We start with Monday Night Football. An early Amari Cooper touchdown. It looked like roses for the Dallas Cowboys. It only got worse from there, though. It was the Titans beating up on the Cowboys 28-14 to 
in Dallas. RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on what we saw Monday night? Well, I mean, first, I guess the question is, and Brad, you can help me with this, how much do I brag about my best bet on the Titans, given right here, coast to coast, to all of the listeners? Oh, I would say at minimum 90 seconds. Well, look, usually you don't press the the drop buttons, but I'm going to let you press one and just kind of pick one to describe my pick. The best in the business. Okay. All right. So we can move on. We can move on. I think this game has a lot to say about the current state of the NFL. On one hand, offenses that are dominant, these kind of video game offenses, are the best teams. And if you look at Fezzik's power rankings, in about 10 minutes we're going to actually break down where Vegas disagrees with ESPN, with Colin Cowherd, and on a college football side where you – and can disagree with the AP, Associated Press poll. So it's Vegas versus the world. But if you look at the Vegas rankings, the top six teams in Fezzik's rankings have the sixth best offenses. And an amazing stat, you know, you always hear defense wins championships. We know that's not quite the case anymore. Here's an amazing stat. and I mean, this is an eye popper. The Rams... Obviously, have lost one game. Kansas City has lost one game. The Saints have lost one game, right? Yep. In those games, the team scored 40 points, 40 points, and 35 points. So even in their losses, they're putting up 35-plus. So if you're a team like a Baltimore, who, quite frankly, we bought into, Vegas bought into, Baltimore, like 10 days ago, less was favored by a field goal come kickoff at Carolina. Imagine that, at Carolina. What would the line on that game be right now? I think that game is Carolina three and a half, maybe. Three or three and a half. Just because why? Because Baltimore had a great defense, we thought, and an okay offense. And we thought, hey, you can get by, be an elite team, not necessarily the best team, but a top seven, eight team. Doesn't look like it. Baltimore now is... Below 500, just wins and losses. That's simple measure. And as much as I'm going to give a thumbs up to Tennessee and a thumbs down to Dallas, which how do you do anything else? I We cannot forget neither of these teams can be elite because they don't have a great offense. And let me ask you, what is the team that could reasonably win the Super Bowl? Open question. Jonas, Brad, Ken, what is the team that could reasonably win the Super Bowl that doesn't have an elite offense? I don't mean, and let's call Minnesota elite, because I think it's fair to say Cousins. We could debate that one. But I think Minnesota can win the Super Bowl, and I think that offense is elite right now. Though it's 1B. You know, it's not the best of the best. Who else? Mm, I don't have one. Well, Carolina's offense is an elite. I don't think they, you think they can reasonably win the Super Bowl. Getting Greg Olson back, they're a they're, mm. the only, they're the only team I can think of without an elite offense that can defensively make enough plays and maybe get turnovers to where they yeah, can and, run. And offensive coordinator Turner certainly has upgraded that team. I'm surprised by a lot of people. Let's give him credit. Let's give Cam credit with Carolina. I don't think – I mean, here's the thing. If you're not in that group of, let's call it eight, or even if you are in the group of eight of the best teams, and to me it's going to be the you know obvious – New Orleans Rams, obvious Kansas City, New England. Then you've got Pittsburgh, Chargers. 
And then to me, you've got Carolina, Philly. But we can debate some of that. And Minnesota. And yeah, that's I think Minnesota is better than Carolina, but you yeah, got to give too. Carolina credit for what they've done, right? So, but think about who you'd have to beat. Let's say you're Carolina. You're going to have to beat a Philadelphia or Minnesota. Let's say, let's assume you even get a bye, all right? Beat a Carolina or Minnesota. Then you got to beat a Saints or Rams. Then you got to beat a New England or a Kansas City. I mean, there it's going to be three. Whoever wins it likely are going to the Super Bowl. Likely will play three. Very. This is as deep as I've seen the NFL. Where if I look at teams six, seven, eight, they're as good as any eighth best team that I've seen in a long time. I will say this: when Minnesota went out to play the Rams, they played them, you know, tooth and nail, and that was a one score game. It went on a short forth. rest on a Thursday, right? And that was impressive on the road. No, I agree. I think Minnesota lost the Buffalo game because of that because they were looking ahead. Now, listen, they lost it. But, boy, imagine if they had the Rams at home on regular rest. That line's probably not far from Pickham at the time because the line was seven in L.A. They win that game half the time probably. And all of a sudden, Minnesota's got one loss. So, to me, what we know is this. Deep NFL. We also know that it's all about the offense. Dallas doesn't have a great offense. Tennessee doesn't have a great offense. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. Here's what I Tennessee does have, a good coach. Vrabel's young. He's inexperienced. But we saw where off a of bye, and both teams were off a of bye, coaching matters. I'm not a big Jason Garrett fan. A lot of people aren't. But coaching matters when you have a bye. Another time coaching matters more, and it always matters. Another time is in close games. You're, we look at that Denver game on Sunday. Uh, a really good game manager is going to play that differently than Denver did. So in general, if you're looking to play a bad coach, which sometimes you think there's value, you want to avoid, you want a game where you're either laying seven or getting seven or more. Closer games, coaching matters even more. The only team I was thinking that doesn't have an elite offense that wouldn't stun me if they made a Super Bowl run was Green Bay, only because they've got an elite quarterback. Well, but by definition, Jonas, what you're saying is in a scenario, right, that that elite quarterback plays out of his mind, Aaron Rodgers' best of all time style, wouldn't they then have an elite offense while yeah. he was playing that way? Yeah, that's true. You know, that's a good point. I just I think when you get to the playoffs, because it's a one-off scenario, you're not having to beat somebody four times in a seven-game series. Anything no, I, can happen. But to your point, it is so top-heavy. And if you don't have an offense, you've got no shot at this point in the season. And five years ago, you could win with a great defense yep. or a great offense. Look that's at Denver. Really, yeah, well, yeah, because Manning was the name there, but Manning was a bottom quarter of the league quarterback, at least statistically, his last season. Oh, by the way, only the second season is his career that Manning won a Super Bowl. RJ, I don't think you have San Diego as a, an elite offense, do you? Well, I think, I mean, I think they're in the same level as Minnesota, right? Do you disagree? No, no, I think they're offensive. You know, when you're talking Rams, New Orleans, and Kansas City, I think, and New England, I think they're those four are above San Diego in that next tier. But when Joey Bosa comes back and he's 100% oh, I agree. to me, I think San Diego may be the most balanced LA. team. 
<laughs> yeah, I think we should all just agree to San Diego. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? Southern California but, works. That is the one I swear, and I, I, I've tried so hard. It was the Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins. Took me a while, well, but this one really gets me. It was just last year you stopped with the Brooklyn Dodgers. So listen, we're going to. Well, Dad's from Brooklyn. We're so. going to give you a little bit of time, Ken Thompson. Now, last thing about the Chargers, though, I think he's one of the five or six worst coaches in the game. I don't trust him in close games. So. I am very impressed with that Seattle win because I didn't expect it. Let's give him credit. I'm still skeptical. RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Let's move to the Cowboys. I think, you know, Jonas, we were talking in our production meeting and we were talking about how, you know, there's a lot of, you know, justifiable pessimism in Dallas. But you made a great point that they're in some purgatory I guess showing my Catholic upbringing, some never, never, never land that's worse than being in either. Yeah, I think it's worse to be in limbo than it is to know and ha- and get bad news. Like nobody wants to be in a relationship where they're not quite sure whether or not the person wants to be with them. If you don't want to be with me, just dump me and get it over with. The Cowboys, I don't think they know whether or not they've got the quarterback, and I don't think they know whether or not they've got the coach. And the back half of this season, if it's not going to be a playoff run, I think they're going to figure out who they're going with moving forward because they still seemingly don't have an answer to either. Women, we can lay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think even beyond, like, not feeling comfortable not knowing, if you don't know, you can't make decisions based on your assumptions. Do you resign that veteran that's probably only got three good years if you're not going to be winning in the first year or two of that, or do you spend the money? Do you trade for a, let's say hypothetically, a number one draft choice away for a 30th best wide receiver in football? Probably not. But there's another side to this. And that side is Jerry Jones. He's the owner. And Jerry Jones is feeling his mortality. Jerry Jones to quote my man Bob Dylan, his days are numbers, his days are numbered, and so are mine. All of our days are numbered. But when you're moving into the 70s, into the 80s, you're feeling it. He obviously wants another title. So he's making urgent decisions. He's making decisions for quick fixes. And those decisions, quite frankly, aren't working. And I don't know any NFL team that does quick fixes that's ever really succeeded. So when we come back, we're going to actually hear from Doug Gottlieb about how bad he actually thinks the Cowboys are. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm RJ Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we are going to have pros versus the world as we duke it out with some of the big names around sports radio. We have great fun bringing Vegas to you, straight to you each day right now. On the strip, 77 degrees, that's right, and the neon is pulsing. Let's finish up Monday Night Football. 
I think that it's too easy to say, ah, Dallas isn't as good as we thought. Doug Gottlieb, who precedes this show every weekday, I'm a big fan of Doug. He was on with The Herd, and he said something borderline shocking about the current state of the Cowboys. Let's listen. I would rather be the Raiders than the Cowboys. The Raiders are bad, know they're bad, have five first-round picks and $79 million in cap space in the upcoming year. The Raiders in two years, if they don't completely screw up the draft, will be in better shape than the Cowboys. Now think about that. I think it's a valid point. It goes to Brad's point and all of us. If you don't know what you're – or I'm sorry, Jonas is first. If you don't know what you're doing or where you're headed, you don't know how to get there, right, which is, I think is an old – Either like marijuana smokers in the college dorms, right? <laughs> if you don't know where you're going, how I mean, can you know how to get there? Do we have to right? pile on Fez all show? Jesus. <laughs> well, we're going to really do that in a minute or two. But think about the following. So we on Straight Out of Vegas have really been the first with the following. Some might call it a conspiracy theory. I think that it probably deserves a better description than that. Here's our theory. The Raiders are out of money. The Raiders are low on money. And not only do they want to get to Vegas with a bunch of draft choices, a long-term plan, and a chance to be like the next Browns, forgetting how the Browns are playing right now, but rather a team with a ton of assets, all of the process, 76ers, NBA. But boy, if you don't have the money now to pay a Khalil Mack, or even put in escrow his signing bonus, then the idea of playing for the future makes even more sense. And, oh, by the way, hire a coach who's a master of PR to distract till you get there. Boy, not only are the Raiders better off if they're just stockpiling assets versus a Cowboy team in Never Never Land in between being good and horrible, but also it feels like the Raiders have a plan to address a problem that maybe everyone doesn't realize. We're joined by Ken Thompson. He does uh, a very popular local radio show here in Vegas. But you have an affiliation with the Raiders. Don't talk out of school here. I wouldn't ask you to. Do you think there's any truth that finan the financial reality of the Raiders is affecting their decisions? I think it may have had an effect as far as the Khalil Mack situation. So that's him saying, hey, I have a relationship. I know something. I can't really say it, but I don't want to fall short. And he's nodding. All right. So <laughs> I think there's something there. I think there's something there. Uh, last thing I'll say about the Cowboys. If they're not a great offense, and we know they're not, what could they possibly be? A great offensive line that, you know, like they were a couple years ago? Well, they just fired the first coach in Jason Garrett's tenure, the O-line coach. That can't be necessarily a great unit. And obviously, pro football focus, et cetera, doesn't think so either. Uh, Dak Prescott, he seems far from great. Uh, the defense, hmm. huh? well, maybe Sean with Sean Lee, they're top 10 maybe. But Sean Lee's like the guy that says, well, I can go. I'm a two handicap if it's 74 degrees, no wind, and I sleep 14 hours before. Well, you're not a two handicap. If that's all the conditions, right? Sean Lee getting on the field seems to be a lot of if-then maybes. So to me, I think the Cowboys are 
clearly were overrated last night. That's why we made a best bet on Tennessee. And I don't see any great path back to the playoffs for, for the boys. We're going to get to pros versus the world here. But first, this is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you. But please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers. And in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out of time. Right now... It is time for this. It's the pros versus the world. It is a weekly tradition here on Straight Out of Vegas where we take on some of the bigger names from around the sports world and disagree on some of their rankings where they have current NFL and college football teams. And first we start in the NFL where ESPN and Colin Cowherd have the New Orleans Saints ranked number one. RJ, what does Vegas say? Brad Powers, did you notice that Jonas said we? Mm-hmm. Like he's an honorary pro now. I like apparently. that. I'm a barnacle on this boat. I, I don't remember him getting made. <laughs> I don't remember him getting I'm made. I'm a barnacle. <laughs> Listen, one thing we know for sure is the public, even the media guys, even the savvy media guys, and you know me, I love a sharp media guy. He doesn't know betting typically. And if he thinks he does, that's even worse because he doesn't really, but he thinks he does. But a guy like Greg Cosell, we have on every Thursday, bottom of the hour, 630 Eastern, he knows things I will never know about NFL coverages, NFL X's and O's. You can extract that knowledge and really benefit. But when the mainstream media has to make general team assessments, they obsess over wins and losses. And the fact that the Saints... One against the Rams, the undefeated Rams. ESPN says Saints are the best. Colin says Saints are the best. Well, let's think about this. Saints have one of the best home fields in the NFL, especially when it's a, a high-energy game. All right? They've won 23 straight games, the Saints, at home. When they played entering the game, they had a winning record, like the Saints did here, 23 straight. And great against the spread, too. Even so, the Rams were favored by two and a half points entering that game. Now, let's say we upgrade the Saints even a point and a half and downgrade the Rams even a point and a half. So that'd be a three-point adjustment. That means the Saints would be favored by one, one and a half at home if they played a rematch. Well, home field is three, even for an average home field. Right now... The betting market believes that the Rams are better than the Saints, and ESPN disagrees, and Colin disagrees. Next on Pros versus the World, Vegas currently has the Rams ranked number one in the NFL. ESPN has the Rams at three. Colin has them at five. And this is another example of, oh, look, the Rams lost. How can they be the best? Now, Fez and I are going to debate are the Rams clearly the best team? I know the betting market thinks they are. That's unequivocal. There's no debating it. The Rams would be favored over any team in the NFL on a neutral field tomorrow. There's no debate. So I'm not going to debate Fez on that one. I'm going to debate Fez on 
is that justified? I actually am not sure it is. But right now, the marketplace, Vegas, certainly looks at the Rams as one, even though they just lost the game. Another example of recreational batters, fans, mainstream media, they obsess over wins and losses. They matter, but they're not the end all. The Baltimore Ravens are 15th in ESPN's latest power rankings, and Vegas actually thinks they're better. So think about this. 15th implies they're average, right? 16 is smack dab in the middle. This Baltimore team just a week ago was favored by a field goal at Carolina. Now, I get it. They lost that game. They lost the Pittsburgh game. And no doubt, you got to downgrade them. The idea that they're average? No, no. Vegas says Baltimore's number nine. ESPN says 15. Once again, overreacting. You might be catching a theme here to recent wins and losses. We continue on pros versus the world here on Straight Out of Vegas. You mentioned the Carolina Panthers. They are currently ranked sixth by ESPN. RJ, Vegas actually thinks they're worse. Yeah, this is one I might be, you know, more towards ESPN. So ESPN says six. Vegas and Fez says 10. At some point, these wins matter. I get one win or one loss. One or two wins or two losses. You can explain away. But at a certain point, all these this obsession with the stats, I don't believe the stats represent 100% of football. I think they represent maybe 90%. So if you're not using the stats, you're way behind. But there's that 10%, the analytics guys with the green eye shades, and the college degrees, and the doctorates, they're missing something, but they are usually very ego-driven, and they want to act like they got it all figured out. And here's how you can be certain that what I'm saying is true. Where are the smartest people in the world when it comes to analytics, when it comes to math? Oftentimes in finance. A great scientist, a physics guy, can go to Wall Street, make 2 or $3 million a year, when he's making 180k at MIT, literally, like two million versus 200k, it attracts the best minds. Every five or seven, ten years, we seem to have a huge financial crisis. And what's the autopsy? Our model did not account for that, <laughs> right? Housing crisis, debt crisis in '98. Read the book "When Genius Fails: Long-Term Capital Management." It's a great example. They had all Nobel laureates. They missed a few things. So it's weird to not consider or even rely heavily on numbers as a mistake, but to think numbers tell you the entire story is a mistake. And I think Jimmy the Greek called it intangibles back in the day. And I think that old school intangible stuff, most non-math guys rely on too much, but I think it's greater than zero. And most math guys think intangibles are like zero. And two other teams to kind of meet that criteria, as in Vegas is pessimistic on them, is Cincinnati. ESPN's got them 12. Vegas has them 19. I actually really agree with Vegas here. Since he won a bunch of coin flips, they're not as good as their record. So no real disagreement. And then Washington. ESPN says 14. Vegas says 24. Mm. But remember... Vegas is taking into account injuries. And right now, Washington 
is this is Washington today, not a week ago, not next week. Today, the Redskins, forget their record, they are banged up big time. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. Guys, we're tight. Let's do 45 seconds on the AP. So, Brad, give me the t- the the one team Vegas disagrees with most versus the Associated Press rankings. So it's Boston College. The AP poll has Boston College number 17 right now. In my power ratings, I don't even have Boston College in my top 25, making Boston College way overrated. Now they got a big game this week. They do. Boston College is at home hosting Clemson game days there, and Vegas is kind of hinting towards Boston College being overrated. Right now, Boston College, a 20-point home underdog and arguably one of the biggest games in school history at home. Against? Clemson. All right, that's Brad Powers. Ken, do you agree that they're overrated, Boston College? I do, and if Austin Dillon, their fine running back, wasn't banged up for a good portion of the year, they'd probably be a little bit more legit. But going up against Clemson, you're going to see the number two team in the country take care of business. In just one minute, we're going to tell you the likely mistake that the playoff committee should avoid but they probably won't. That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Beyer. College basketball begins tonight around the country, including on Fox Sports 1, the defending national champion Villanova Wildcats taking on Morgan State. You also have a couple of top 10 matchups in Indy, starting with number one Kansas against 10th ranked Michigan State, number two Kentucky facing number four Duke. Again, both those games in Indianapolis in the college football playoff rankings going to be unveiled tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Some big news for Major League Baseball. This just in from Houston, Astros pitcher Lance McCullers Jr. is going to miss the entire 2019 season because he needs Tommy John surgery. Fox Sports' John Morosi reported earlier today the Giants offered Dodgers GM Farhan Zaidi the position of president of baseball operations in San Francisco. His decision is expected within the next 24 hours. Some news from the NFL. 49ers quarterback Nick Mullen says he's going to start at quarterback Monday against the Giants. At least that's what he said. Kyle Shanahan told him Eli Manning will get the start for the Giants in that game. Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett said linebacker Sean Lee will be out a little while with a strained hamstring in the NBA. Celtics guard Kyrie Irving fined 25 grand for throwing a basketball into the stands after last night's loss to the Denver Nuggets. And then the NHL, Blackhawks fired head coach Joel Quenville. He was in his 11th season and won three Stanley Cups in Chicago. Guys, back to you. Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas comes to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, it is best bets time. Your chance to make a little bit of cash on a Tuesday night. I am Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan, and he is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Later on today, we've got the playoff committee with their rankings. Jonas, we've been lamenting, hey, the rationale of these rankings from the playoff committee seems to change every week based on what narrative they want. Oh, LSU's playing Alabama. Let's put them a little higher, even though it didn't make a lot of sense that they were, what, over Notre Dame, right? Yep. Didn't make any sense. Well, Now, you could debate LSU was better than Notre Dame. You can't debate they had a better season so far, which the playoff committee tries to do. As you're looking at this week, as you're looking at last week, Jonas, does anything jump out at you that, man, the playoff committee can't believe that, right? This is There's something financial. There's something we aren't seeing that's driving. Or did it feel like, hey, they did their best? 
I, I look, we talked about where Notre Dame was slotted and, and, and Notre Dame maybe should have been ahead of LSU, but I think that, you know, they caused a little bit of outrage with that and LSU was going to play its way out because they were facing Alabama that week. I don't think that there's any way you can disagree or finagle, if you will, Alabama and Clemson at the top. It's always the three, four teams that I keep an eye on because I think that's where you can juggle some things around and cause some outrage. No, I agree with you. And I think Notre Dame, Brad, clearly three here, right? Has to be. I mean, Notre Dame's unbeaten, had a decent win this past weekend. Notre Dame's got to be three. Now, you've been, you know, listen, we're all human, right? (laughs) And, I mean, Brad's had some heartbreak in his life. I'm not exactly sure. Like, he won't, you know, it's kind of like on Goodwill Hunting where you can tell in his eyes. (laughs) But you don't know exactly why. It's not your fault. <laughs> yeah, it's not your fault, Brad. But there's something about Notre Dame that you just hate them. And it's funny because you have a Notre Dame hat on right now. It's like, you know, I don't want to make light of abuse, but, you know, sometimes, you know, there'll be like they keep going back, you know, different people go back for more. It's like the only love they know. So do you want to admit why you have such strong, let's call them erratic feelings about Notre Dame, Brad Powers? Yeah, there's some definitely some strong love-hate relationship I have with the Irish. All right, so now that we've got that out, well, we don't really have the truth, but at least he's admitting the general emotion. Brad Powers, I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. Notre Dame's three likely tonight. Where does Vegas, where do you have them? I have Notre Dame seven. Wow. Name the teams that had a Notre Dame. And Ken, tell me if you would bet Notre Dame against any of these teams, even money on a neutral. All right. Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Those are the six ahead of Notre Dame. Ooh, I tell you, I, I'm a Buckeye grad. I, I think I'd bet uh, Notre Dame over Ohio State. That's the only one I'd take them over, but I would not take them over West Virginia. You would not take Notre Dame or West Virginia? I would not. I would take that bet. Well, okay. no, where do you well I'm just saying, I think Greer would riddle that there team. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I have Notre Dame about four and a half points better than West Virginia. Wow, now that's a big difference. Yes. That's why you know what they say, that's why there's chocolate and vanilla ice cream. It's a senior-laden team, and you saw that senior leadership win that game against Texas down the stretch. Never panicked, and Greer gets the two-point conversion to win it. Can't play defense. When Notre have, Dame can. Here's the thing. Can score you, though? When you have a two-point conversion to win it, Probably not the sign of, like, a super elite team. But when you're plus two, you love that decision because make oh, it or miss whole, it doesn't that, much that's matter. That's a whole different story. Well, you got to get the Vegas take in there, right? No, I agree with you there, baby. I saw, and he had a big smile on his face. Like, hey, all right. So the real question at four is Michigan or Georgia. Who do you have favored in that matchup if they played? Yeah, I have Michigan about a half point to a point better than Georgia right now. Here's the question. Is there any scenario that Alabama wouldn't lose a game that the three touchdown favorites, which is not likely going to happen? So against Georgia in the championship game, they would be what? What's your guess? Alabama about a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. 13-and-a-half, almost two touchdowns. Yep. If Georgia wins, they're in for sure at that point. Is Bama in? I think Bama's in. So really, what we're saying is Bama's in the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So the teams that aren't obviously in got to be rooting for Bama. RJ, I RJ Bell's rooting for Alabama. But I, listen, I discussed <laughs> this last night. So would you take a one-loss Alabama team over a one-loss Michigan team? Well, the real question is, and it, let me ask you, would you take a one-loss Notre Dame team against a one-loss Michigan team? Oh, by the way, 
the one loss was Notre Dame beating Michigan. That again, that, that is the craziest thing because when Notre Dame beat Michigan, they were going with Wimbush at quarterback. Totally I, different team. Fine, I that know. That was their decision. I he wasn't injured. Right. Right. All right, guys, listen. This is just a good example of all of the fun debates we're going to have. And we're always going to come at it on Straight Out of Vegas from a Vegas perspective. When we come back, our best bets of the week, or some best bets, including both of tonight's gigantic college basketball tip-offs. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. It's become a Tuesday tradition here on Straight Out of Vegas. Even though Steve Fezzik is not here, every week Steve Fezzik gives his look-ahead best bet here on Fox Sports Radio. And remember, we talk about positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement. It's just the way life is. And... Fez has got first show he's missed. Brad hasn't missed any. I've missed. So at this point, Fez is the only one. Jonas, zero. Brad, zero. RJ, zero misses. Fez, greater than zero. <laughs> so what we're going to do is hurt him a little bit. We're going to have people all <laughs> across town when he's stopping for big gulps and all the rounds he makes, shaking hands. I mean, he's like the Pope of A. Or, yeah, kind of like the Pope in the sports books. They're all going to be more. They were killing you on Tuesday. All right, but let's give him some credit. He's back tomorrow. He'll give the full handicap on this. But every Tuesday, Fez has been given an early best bet, and we keep our commitments on straight out of Vegas. By the way, those best bets, 4-1-1 one, and one against the spread. But why does he give them early? Because the line's going to move. That's his prediction. Six best bets, five of them, the line has moved the direction he said. One, it didn't. So not only are you winning... You're getting the better number. And that best bet this week is the Seattle Seahawks plus 10. So Fez believes by Sunday, by game day, that line's going to be below 10. So if you agree with Fez, you want to bet Seattle now. The rationale, I think, is exactly right. Rams are tired. This is their fourth road game in the last five weeks. They've had some emotional games. I get it. Seattle matters, but... Hey, they're home, the Rams. You know, they've just played four out of five on the road. So now they're back. But, boy, they had undefeated season in their minds. And then when the undefeated season fell short, there's usually a letdown that next game, right? Because it feels like, well, what's the stakes? We've been protecting the zero in the loss column. Now we've got a one there. So I think Fez's logic, as usual, is exactly right. And I like it too. Rams fading them. So the pick Seattle plus the 10. Fez will talk more about that tomorrow. Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. As if there wasn't enough sports to pay attention to, college basketball is back. And coming up in less than 10 minutes from now, they will be tipping off number one Kansas and number 10 Michigan State. Right now, the Jayhawks, a four and a half point favorite on pregame.com. Listen, we all, some of us like podcasts. We are live, baby, live coast to coast. 10 minutes from the game. 
Let's get the late breaking info, Brad Powers. Yeah, lean on Kansas here. Kansas minus four and a half in this one. So you don't like it, you lean. Lean on it. So it's not a bet for me. But if you got to get involved, lean. Pizza money is what we call here, uh, straight out of (laughs) Vegas. Here's why I lean with Kansas. This year's team, better depth than what they had last year for Kansas, the team that made the Final Four. Kansas also has better size than what they had a year ago. And traditionally, the book on Michigan State, that's Kansas' opponent. Tom Izzo, great in March but usually a slower starter in the months of November and December. So I don't mind fading Tom Izzo this time of year. That's why I lean with Kansas minus four and a half. So Brad, I rely on you guys. I rely on on Ken when it comes to the college stuff, basketball especially. Izzo reminds me of uh, Temple's old coach Chaney. Like the goal is how good can we be in March? And I've got equity at this school, so... If I, you know, they'd rather go in with 12 losses into the tournament than with six, but not be as good. Would you agree in general? That's, uh, I mean, you've said that, but would Cheney be a good example? Completely agree with that. All right. So, Ken, what do you think about this game or either of these teams this season? Anything jump out? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I like the way that these teams go at it. They go right for the top so they understand where they're deficient, what they have to work on the rest of the way. You mean playing Kansas, Michigan State, playing tough competition? Exactly. And Duke and Kentucky, same thing. So, I mean, they want to find out right away. They don't want to sugarcoat it like we see with football. And football's only 12 games, so they get away with it. Basketball, they know they've got 30 games, so they want to find out right at the get go where we are. Plus, one loss in college football can really hurt you. Sure. Right? So, just to be clear then, Brad with a lean, not a like, a lean on Kansas minus four and a half. After Kansas and Michigan State go final, it will be Kentucky versus Duke. The second-ranked Wildcats are a two-and-a-half point favorite right now on pregame.com. So, this one is a bet for me. I like Kentucky. Kentucky minus two-and-a-half over Duke. And if you've been watching press conferences of John Calipari the last couple months, like I have, John Calipari is a type of coach, brutally honest, not afraid. Hey, my team stinks. But this offseason, John Calipari loves his team. And what's not to love? This is the first time in several years Kentucky, with experience coming back, not going to have to rely on all freshmen, three experienced sophomores, and the best transfer of anyone in college basketball. Kentucky gets a two-time All-Pac-12 player at center. Very experienced Kentucky team playing an inexperienced Duke team. I like the Wildcats early on the season, minus two and a half here. I'm going to bet it. That's Brad Powers. You can follow him on Twitter, at Brad Powers 7 the number seven, Brad Powers 7 Ken, we got 40 seconds. I want an early best bet from you, college football. All right, let's go with Georgia Tech. little payback from last year, a game they should have won. They lost to Miami in the waning seconds. It's a Miami team that's going backwards. Only 13 points a game in their last three. Georgia Tech, 377 yards on the ground, really ripping it up. And they switched to the freshman, redshirt freshman, Tobias Oliver to run the offense. I like Georgia Tech to take care of business. Double-digit win over the Miami Hurricanes. All right, Georgia Tech, Ken Thompson. Let's just say this. The straight out of Vegas bench is deep. Tomorrow, Fezzik's back, and we're going to be debating, are the Rams clearly the best team in the NFL? Fezzik is an underdog in that debate. The Odd Couple coming up next. We are straight out of Vegas, back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.